Well, good morning, and once again, we want to welcome you to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. We are so thankful that you chose to spend your Sunday morning worshiping here with us. Whether you're here live in our auditorium or you're part of our live stream audience, we couldn't be more excited to join with you this Sunday morning as we lift up the name of our amazing Lord and Savior. This morning, we're going to be talking about decisions, and this is something that's been on my heart for a while now to, to just talk a little bit about how do we make sure that we're honoring God in all of the decisions that we make. And decision making is one of those weird things. It's, you know, we, we all think that we're really good at decision making and that may be the case, but how do we know that as we're making decisions that we're honoring God in all of the decisions that we make? And that's what we're going to unpack a little bit of here this morning together. So let's, let's look at decisions in and of themselves. And, and I found these stats pretty amazing. We all have to make decisions, of course, whether they be good decisions or bad decisions. And the average person makes about 35,000 decisions every single day. Now, I don't know about you, but that is just a staggering, staggering number. It, to me anyway, as I think through this idea of decisions, but if you think about every little decision that you make, you can see how it could be up to 35,000 decisions from the words that you say, from the steps that you take, from the places that you go, for what you have for lunch. We're constantly making decisions. But what we want to look at today is those big decisions, those big life-changing, impactful decisions. How do we go about making those to be sure that we're following what God would have us to do and that we're honoring and glorifying Him in all that we do? See, the average person makes about 10 defining life-changing decisions over the period of our lifetimes. And maybe you're facing one of those right now, or maybe you've faced one in the past, but about 10 times in our life, we're, we're going to be asked to make these just huge, impactful decisions. And we want to make sure that we're doing that in a way that brings honor and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Sometimes we even find ourselves in a situation where we just have to make a decision because the indecision can also cause us more harm than good. Now today what we're going to look at is we're going to look at some different things that you can take a look at as you face a decision in your life, as you face a big decision. Now, I'm not talking about what you're going to have for lunch today after services, because that's not really an impactful decision when it comes to the big picture of things. God, God isn't really all that concerned about what you're going to have for lunch. But what I'm talking about is when you have to make those decisions that affect yourself or your spouse or your family, when it comes to maybe choosing a new job or choosing whether or not to move, is how do we know if this is going to be glorified? to God? How do we know if this is what God would have us to do in our lives? And that's what we're going to continue to unpack as we move along this morning. So the question at hand is, how do we know if we're honoring God in the decisions that we make? And that's what I would like you to think about as we go through this here this morning. Now, I want to look at Proverbs, and we're going to spend a lot of time in Proverbs this morning. And the reason for that is Proverbs is a book of wisdom. There is just some fantastic stuff in the book of Proverbs that that just kind of guide the way that we should go about doing things. And decision-making is certainly one of those things that falls under that category. So if you want to bookmark Proverbs in your Bible, we're going to be going back and forth, but we're going to spend a lot of time in the book of Proverbs. So before we kind of get started with our checklist here this morning, I want to look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And here we read, Truth in, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And the reason that I wanted to start off with this verse is it's so important for us to remember that we're not alone and we're not on our own and that we always need to be looking to God who is infinitely more intelligent, infinitely better at decision making than we are and not try to do everything on our own. See, that's where we get ourselves into trouble is when we make decisions based on just what do I want? What do I need? What do I feel? And we don't stop step back and take a look at what God would have us to do. So I'm going to give you kind of a brief checklist here this morning. Now, please understand this is not an all-inclusive checklist. There are many other things that could have gone onto this list, but I want to take a look at just a few of these here this morning, give you some scripture references that talk about these types of things, and then we'll kind of wrap it up with some things that you can take away and apply to your everyday life. Let's go ahead and jump in. The first question, of course, is does it glorify God? Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're glorifying God in everything that we say and everything that we do. And decisions are no different. I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. And again, this is Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And he is talking to them about the food laws and how the food laws at this time were kind of changing. And he's talking about the fact that were they able to eat certain foods? And what I love is that in verse 31 of chapter 10, he says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So he's basically saying it really doesn't matter at the end of the day about what you're eating or drinking, but in everything that you do, make sure that you're glorifying God. So that's a question that we need to be asking ourselves is, in this decision, if I, if I go with A or if I go with B, which of these two options is going to best glorify God? And the way that we do that, of course, is we look to the scriptures. We look to the scriptures to see what exactly is going to be glorifying to God. At the end of the day, even if we, if we threw out the rest of this list that we're going to go through, you could just revert back to number one. Is this decision going to glorify God? Now, th this process that we're going to look at today is a process that I've used myself. As many of you know, about three and a half years ago, before I came back here to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ, you know, I'd received a phone call from the eldership asking if I would be willing to come back and work with the youth here at this church. And I had a big decision to make. It was a big decision because I had to decide if I was going to move from another state back to Southern California. My wife was employed. She was working. She was under contract. My son was there at the time. I, I, Lucas was living with us, in, of course, in Arizona, and he was just a little guy. And we had Carter, who is now my almost 16-year-old. But this was a big decision that I had to work through. Was I willing to give up everything in Arizona and move back to Southern California? It was a tough decision because I was talking about, you know, my wife was under contract for another seven months. So for seven months, I would have had to drive back and forth from California to Phoenix, Arizona over and over and over again. This was a challenging, challenging decision that I had to make. And these are some of the steps that I employed. If I, if I do this, am I bringing glory to God by doing full-time ministry? Or am I not doing glory, glory to God because I'm leaving my family behind as I go on this new venture? So these are some of the things that I had to unpack. And I want to share some of that with you today as we work through this to give you just some real life examples of how this works. 
The second thing, of course, is have you prayed about it? As you're going through this checklist, the first thing is glorifying God. And the second thing is, have we gone to God in prayer? We know that prayer is such an important part of our relationship that we have with God. See, the creator of our universe actually wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to communicate with you. And that's an amazing thing. So, of course, if we have this big life-changing decision, I would hope that one of the first things that you do is that you pray about it. You know, when I received that phone call from the eldership, I didn't just immediately say, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'll do it. The first thing I did is, is Lizzie and I hit our knees and we prayed about it. And we prayed to God of, for direction. And if this is what he wanted us to have for our lives and for our future and for our family. And we see in Philippians chapter four, verse six, and this is a very common verse, but we see here, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This is, this is a very, very common verse, right? The whole don't worry about anything, pray about everything. And it, it's become almost cliche a little bit. And we, you know, we see this everywhere. We hear it in music. We see it on bumper stickers. And sometimes I feel like it's kind of lost some of its meaning, but it's such an important verse. And for me personally, I'm just going to be transparent. This is a hard one for me because I am a bit of a worrier. And my wife somewhere is screaming amen as I say this, but I'm a bit of a worrier. And it's hard for me to not worry and just to give it all to God. So that's one of those things that I'm working on trying to do better at is remembering that God is in control, that God has got me, that he wants nothing but good for me, and I shouldn't worry about anything. The third thing is, do we have all the facts? Do we have all of the facts that we need to make a good decision? And that's in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. Again, Proverbs is just this great book of wisdom. It says, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Are we asking the right questions? Do we have all of the facts? Have we thought it through? Now, we talked about earlier that sometimes we are forced into a situation where we have to make a rash decision. But these big life-changing decisions, I'm hoping that, that we're finding all the facts and we're looking at everything and we're talking through things. You know, when Lizzie and I were deciding if we were going to make this move or not, one of the things we had to look at was, you know, what is the cost of housing? in the area that we would want to live in? Is this something that's feasible for us from a financial standpoint? What are the logistic things that we had to look at? Because again, for seven months, I had to drive back and forth from Southern California to Arizona. The costs added up, the time added up, the time away from family added up. But see, I had to consider all of those things. And in the long run, what it turns out is that, that that seven months that were very, very challenging for me and my family were worth it in the long run. But see, you have to look at all of the facts. Number four is what is the motivation? What is the motivation behind what the decision is that you're trying to make? And we look again at Proverbs, and this is in verse, uh, chapter 16, verse two says, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. And you notice I put on the bottom of that side, check your blind spots. This is so, so important because see, we have to look at our motivation. 
what is our motivation behind the decisions that we're making? Do we have the right motivations? And of course, that motivation is, are we looking to glorify God in everything that we say and do? Or are we getting selfish? Are we having personal motivations? Are we doing things strictly for financial gain? Or are we doing them because it's the best move for us and our family? What are our motivations? What's moving us towards this decision? And I think that that is so very important that we look at our motivation because sometimes we can get caught up and get headed down a wrong path. Maybe, maybe we have an opportunity for a job that really doesn't glorify God. Maybe it's a position that in this particular position, what we're doing is not glorifying God. What's our motivation? Do I want it for me because it's fun, because it's something else? Or is it truly something that's going to glorify God? So we've got to look at our motivation. We've got to understand where the desires are coming from. And again, spend some time in prayer as we think through these different things. And when we look at number five, we're looking at seeking out wise counsel. This one is huge in my opinion. And this is something that we did a lot as we were debating on making our move is, is we talked to folks. We talked to folks who had been in our position. We talked to folks that had been in full-time ministry. We talked to folks who had made this kind of a move. We talked to folks who had had to spend time apart for a period of time because of their work. And we sought out wise counsel. Now, one of the keys there is that word wise Right? Because it's easy to go to somebody who you know is going to agree with you and you know is going to side with you, but that's not what wise counsel is. See, when you seek wise counsel, you seek people who are smarter than you. You seek people maybe that have more knowledge than you. And what this allows you to do is it allows you to get a better perspective. It allows you to get that wisdom and knowledge from somebody else that pours into your life and helps you through a process. And see, that's very different than just going to somebody who you know is going to tell you, yes, who you know is going to give you the answer that you're looking for. And we see this in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. It says, the way of the fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. So again, we've got to seek out advice. We've got to seek out wise counsel as we make these difficult decisions. Number six says, has the decision been made for you? Now, this one always makes me laugh because what we're looking at is the story of Paul and Silas from the book of Acts. And this is found in Acts chapter 16, verse 26. And, and as you may or may not know or remember, Paul and Silas were in prison for doing the work of the Lord, and they were in jail, and they were spending their time in prayer and in meditation and in song because they were continuing to glorify God despite their circumstances. And then this happens. We read, it says, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. It says, at once all the doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Now, Paul and Silas had been praying for direction. They had been praying for guidance, and God answered in a big way, right? He literally just opened the doors to the cell by causing this earthquake to happen. Now, unfortunately, God doesn't generally work that way in our lives. And you may be thinking, well, well if only it was that simple, right? And that'd be fantastic if it was that simple. If God gave us signs like this that are clear, that are just cut and dried, life would be a little bit easier when it comes to making these difficult choices. But he does kind of put things in our path. One of the things that we looked at when we decided that we were going to make this happen was we're going to move towards this 
until God makes it clear that that's not what he wants in our lives. And here's what I mean by that. For example, I had a friend here who had offered to give me a place to stay while I was doing my, my commuting back and forth rent free. Now that was huge for me and my family because we were still paying for rent and still paying expenses back in Arizona and it would have been very challenging to, to double that up during this time of trans, uh, transporting back and forth. Lizzie was able to find a really good job teaching at a Christian school here in Southern California. See, we kept moving towards the decision that we thought God wanted us to go towards and waiting to see if he would put stumbling blocks in our way. And he didn't, and that's what helped us have that peace of mind and that understanding that this must be what God wants for my life because if he didn't, he would have put something in place. And you're saying, well, what would he have put in place? Well, I, I don't know exactly what he would have put in place, but maybe I wouldn't have been able to find a place to stay out here. Or maybe Lizzie would not have been able to find a job here. Those may have been indicators that maybe this isn't what God had in mind for us. Because see, God closes doors. And sometimes that's very difficult for us, right? Because we want things and we think that we have a plan and we think that things are going to go a certain way. Sometimes maybe you apply for a new job and you think, this is the perfect job for me. This is exactly what I want. This is what God wants for me. And you don't get the job. And you go through that period of, of why, God? I don't understand. I thought this is what you wanted me to do. Well, sometimes that's God closing a door for you because he's got something else in mind for you. He's got something else in store for you. And maybe he's even has something better in store for you. But that's exactly what it's all about is you keep moving towards the goal and God will either open that door for you or he'll close that door for you. And the important thing is, is when he closes those doors in our lives, is we can't keep trying to go through that door. We can't keep trying to kick that door down, right? We do that sometimes. God puts those things in our way and he, and he, and he ends those relationships that we shouldn't be in. And he closes those doors for us of places he doesn't want us to go. And what do we do? We still want to bang on that door. We still want to kick that door. We still want to try to go through that door that God has clearly closed for us. There's an old song we sing that, that talks about we'll understand it more Someday, we'll understand it better as we go along. We don't always understand why God closes doors for us. We don't always understand why God takes people out of our lives. We don't always understand the things that happen in our lives. But we have to trust that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So don't try to kick down that door that's already been closed. Number seven is, is it all-consuming? When God places a calling on your heart, when God places a decision on your heart, sometimes it can almost be overwhelming because it becomes all-consuming. Do you know people like that, that like when they get into something, it just becomes all-consuming? Whether it's golf or mountain biking or whatever it is, they just go all out, right? It's all they talk about. It's all they think about. It's all they do. It's all they spend their money on. And it just becomes all-consuming. It can be like that when God places a calling on your heart. When we were talking about this move, the more that, that I worked through this and the more I prayed through this, it, it became all-consuming. It became all I could think about and all I could talk about. It became all I prayed about. And that's one of the ways that I knew that this is what God was calling on my life. And if we look at Jeremiah 29, it says, But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, it says, his word is in my heart like a fire, 
a fire shut up in my bones. It says, I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. And here Jeremiah is just talking about that being on fire for God and how it's just all consuming. And that's exactly what God can do in our lives as we're working towards these decisions. And it's the decision that he wants for you. Sometimes it just becomes so all consuming that it's all we think about. It's all we do. And that's how we know that that's what God would have us to do. God doesn't always give us the clear answers that we wish that he would sometimes, right? We pray for things and sometimes we feel like we're not getting the answer that we want. But that's okay, because sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is simply not now. That's just how God works. That's just how God works in our lives sometimes. We don't always get that answer that we want, and it's not always easy to do. And are we going to make bad decisions sometimes? Unfortunately, we are, right? Because we're human, and we all fall short of the glory of God sometimes. We're going to make some decisions that we're not proud of, and we're going to make some mistakes. But thank goodness that God loved us enough to send his son so that in the end, if we will live faithfully and repent of those things, we don't have to be held responsible for those. We don't have to be held accountable for those because Jesus already paid the price. That's what, that's what makes it okay at the end of the day. Number eight is potential outcomes. Have we thought through the potential outcomes of our decision? And this is that whole idea of, of looking into the future. See, as we're, as we're weighing a decision, as we're trying to make a decision, we gotta, we gotta look at the outcomes. What's gonna happen if we make this move to Southern California? What's gonna happen if we stay here in Phoenix? See, we had to juggle that, we had to weigh that out. Which one of these two options is gonna best glorify God. And, and that's where it gets really hard, right? Because we just don't know. We think we know what God is doing in our lives and we think we know what we want, but unfortunately it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't always work out that way, but we have to at least look at, think about, and pray about what are those potential outcomes. Sometimes good can come from either decision and sometimes it won't, but that's what we have to take some time to look at and try to discern what it is that God wants in our lives. Again, we're going to look at Proverbs in chapter 25, verse 26. It says, like a muddied spring or a polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. See, it's all about integrity. Are we moving forward in this decision-making process with integrity? Are we doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do? Or have we become like the muddied spring or the polluted well? Have we just given in to evil? As we've made this process, have we left God out of the process? Have we, have we said, you know what, I don't need God in this. I can make this decision on my own. See, that's the kind of thing that gets us into trouble because that's what's going to lead us down that wrong path because we've decided, hey, I'm going to go my own way and not look for God for discernment. So we have to make sure that we're looking at these possible outcomes and what are they going to be? And are we truly involving God in the process because he wants to be a part of that. He wants to be a part of that because he loves us and he wants what's best for us. And he knows that these things can be difficult for us. So what do we take from this? What are the things that we can apply to our daily lives as we face these difficult decisions that we have to make? Number one, there are no easy answers. 
unfortunately, they're not, there's no easy answers a lot of times, and it's not always going to be cut and dried. Now, yes, there'll be some decisions in your life that are kind of what they call a no-brainer, but most of these big decisions, and especially those 10 life transformation decisions that we talked about, they're not going to be an easy answer. It's not going to be as simple as, oh, yeah, that's easy. I'll do this. It's going to be something that we have to wrestle with a little bit. Don't rush. Now, yes, there are certain decisions that you have to make on a snap, and I understand that. But these big, life-changing decisions, take the time to work the process. Take the time to pray about it. Take the time to look to God for answers. And take the time to, to listen to what he's trying to do in your life and what he's trying to say to you. We don't have to rush these major decisions. Now, trust that God wants what's best for you. Just like our parents here on earth, our Heavenly Father only wants what's best for us. He, he doesn't want us to be unhappy. He doesn't want to take us down difficult paths that we don't need to be on. He wants what's best for us, and we have to trust in that. We have to trust that God always has our best interest at heart. And that leads right into the next one, which is don't try to kick down those doors that God's already closed. We know that God wants what's best for us, so if he closes a door, as difficult as it may be sometimes, sometimes we just have to say, okay, God, I trust you. I'm going to stop trying to knock down that door, and I'm going to go look for another door that you're opening for me. Because what you'll find is, or at least I found in my life, is a lot of times I don't understand why that door is closed. I don't understand why that door is locked, but later on I find out why, and it's because he had something so much better in store for me and my family. And seek out wise counsel. I can't stress that one enough. We have some amazing people here in our church family. We have some amazing people with just loads and loads of wisdom and knowledge and things that they can share and they can help you with. We've got people who have only been Christians for a couple of months all the way up to people who have been Christians for 60 plus years. That's a wealth of knowledge and information. And if you don't know what to do, Seek out somebody who does, whether it's inside of our church family or outside of our church family. Seek out somebody who's going to point you back to God and help you make the best possible decision that glorifies God in everything that we say and that we do. Again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is not by any means all of the different things that you should consider or all of the different things that you should do as you move towards a difficult decision. And you may have other ones that, that are even better than these or that you can add on to these, but this is just a guideline for you to help you make sure that in everything you say and do, that you're, being, that you're giving glory to our Heavenly Father. If we can help you today in any way, if maybe you've never had a chance to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you've been a Christian your whole life, but you've made some bad decisions and you need to talk to somebody and you need to make that right and you need to fix that broken relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to sing another song and we're going to have our elders come down and we want to invite you just to come forward if we can help you in any way as we stand together and as we sing. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the Me when I'm broken, strength where. 